Hey guys, we are here with some quick housekeeping this morning. The beta version of our merch shop is open and you can catch some awesome things with the Crafty Ass Female logo on them. You can catch that at craftyassfemale.threadless.com. Um, we've got some awesome t-shirts, notebook. I have a really cool water bottle that's been awesome. I love it so much. We'll be trying out some new things over the next couple of months and you can catch some awesome cool stuff with the start of season three. We'll be winding down season two, and you can catch the last episode, which will be the episode we're recording at Awesome Ladies Live, and that will air on Monday, August 27th. Then we'll be taking a short break, and you will catch season three, the start of season three, at the end of September. It's our first real break. Yeah, it's our first break since we started the uh, the podcast in December of 2017. I'm really excited, and we'll be sharing, over the break, we'll be sharing some of our favorite moments from our first 40 episodes i know so so cuckoo <laughs> yeah so today in our summer of special guests it's moving right along we have joanna alberti who is the illustrator and creative behind philosophies Somewhere in the middle of the episode, she she tells us to hold on a minute because she has to answer the door for the UPS guy, and it's the cutest thing ever, so we didn't want to take it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no matter what, life still happens, and when you are a business owner, and we recorded this episode on a Friday, so we told her to run and get the UPS guy because you need to get that package on a Friday and not wait till Monday. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know I want my Allie Edwards kits on Friday <laughs> and not wait till Monday. Let's catch Joanna's interview, and we love you and can't wait to chat with you guys in the discord so head over to patreon too and sign up for uh for after chatter because joanna's is pretty great too love you guys welcome to the crafty ass female podcast an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between we are your hosts amanda zampelli and Kristen tweedell and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Joanna. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. I feel like I should also say, hey, Sophie. <laughs> so fun. Guys, today, as part of our summer of special guests here on the podcast, we have Joanna Alberti. She's an illustrator, designer, businesswoman, creator of Philo Sophie, who we will learn all about in this episode. Uh, she's a doodle character, Sophie, um, that makes her way into a variety of products, greeting cards, mugs, calendars, a whole lot more. We'll talk more about it. And Joanna and I met at a planner event that I was doing for the Happy Planner up in Rochester. Um, and yeah, she brought like a bunch of her products with Sophie on it. I ended up getting one of her like little flip calendars and it was on my fridge for all of 2017 and every month you'd see like Sophie in a different city and my mom was like oh where's she today like we just were all about that calendar last year and yeah just this past May you had reached out to meet up with me at the National Stationery Show in May and we got to talking and I knew I had to have you on so welcome to Crafty Ass Female. Thank you. I'm so happy <laughs> to talk with you both. This is awesome. Thanks for Yeah, so did I get most of it right? Is there anything I was missing out? Just tell no. us all about you and how you got started and let's just jump right into it. Okay, sounds good. So um, everyone says my business name differently but 
it's actually just like you would say the word philosophies. It's philosophies and I accentuate the character's name because it's Sophie and her philosophies on different occasions and inspirations on friendship, love and confidence. Um, and I started back in 2005, actually. I don't know how much you want to hear of my background. Um, All of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So start wherever you feel is the beginning. Okay. All right. So the beginning would be, um, I graduated from Boston University in 2003 and I thought I wanted to work in advertising. I feel like a lot of interviews that you hear, everyone worked in advertising, a lot of creatives that start greeting cards, um, businesses. And so I actually have the same background. Um, I went through business school, but wanted to be a copywriter ultimately. Um, but I was on the number crunching side of the in the creative uh, industry or advertising industry. So I just started philosophies as a hobby. It didn't even have, I wasn't even calling it philosophies. I sold um, greeting cards at a holiday arts and crafts fair within the agency that I was at. And people were like, this character is so cute. Would you design her for, you know, my bridal shower, my baby shower? Because I could, a lot of the side of my business now um, is that I personalize the character to resemble the people you're celebrating for, you know, personal use for bridal showers and baby showers and things like that. So, um, so that's what I did. And um, kind of fast forward a little bit of this. I, I was at the agency. People were really liking it. I worked with a lot of women. Most women were in the department. And then as it was um, gaining mo momentum and I went back and kind of talked to a few mentors at school, I was like, you know, I'm I'm doing this after work until, you know, I, I just need to go to sleep for a few hours. And I don't know if this is something that I, I should pursue. Uh, you know, I thought it was something that I could least try because I was really just um, beginning in my career. And like all naive, um, you know, 20 somethings, I was like, I can do this. I can go out there and do this. So um, what I ended up doing was um, staying at the agency for a little bit and then Obviously, I needed to be making income and supporting myself and, uh, you know, paying my share of the rent. I became a birthday party planner at the Sports Club LA, which is a, a nice um, a sports club in Boston that hosted children's parties. So I could design my invitations for parents that were celebrating birthdays for their children there and get some more feedback. And there was a spa. So I tested my cards in the spa. So everything that I've done to evolve my business has been able to generate um, income or interest or feedback and um, you know fast forward to now uh, let's see in 2007 eight ish I left Boston I rented a studio space um, downtown Rochester um, where I'm from Rochester New York and I stayed there for a couple of years and then I left my studio uh, mate there because uh, she had a lot of great art and um, uh, and I was able to, well, you might have to cut some of this out because I'm like, why did I leave there? I didn't want to leave, but I wanted my own space because her art was very different than mine. It was on four, the fourth floor of a building. Um, when people would come see me, it would be like, oh my gosh, four floors, like a freight elevator, hope you're worth it. And I was like, oh my gosh, these, you know, everyone was just kind of, you know, um, down on this, this, what I thought was an amazing space. So I moved to the Burbs with my business and I'm in the village of Spencerport and have had a small shop now for about 10 years. And that's where I really, you know, started pushing along and having a, a, a storefront and um, 
building the brand and, and taking it to the next level because this is my full-time job. Mm-hmm. So, so that in a nutshell, um, sorry, it was a little bit all over the place. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, and I was I'm, totally I'm, linear. Okay. Yeah. And I'm so glad you, you clarified the name because I think coming from a planner background, I was going to ask you that because I thought that it had something to do with the Philofax. A lot of people use that beginning. And then we met at a planner event. So that's just where my silly planner brain went. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Philosophies, because that's exactly what Sophie kind of attaches to. I love it. I love it all. Thank you so much for clarifying. Oh, no, you're welcome. And that's the funny thing, too, is that there's so many different aspects of or trying to as I'm sure you both can relate as a creative. It's like you're always trying, you're the hardest thing to do as a creative is to focus. And so, you know, the planner world to me is still, um, I'm trying to learn more about it. But my friend Claudia was like, oh my gosh, Joanna, you know, philosophies would be so cute for so many different things that planners love to, to do. You could make stickers and, and, you know, um, just don't you plan? And I was like, when I went to that first meetup, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't plan. <laughs> like, don't plan the way these people plan. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure everyone was thinking Philofax when they saw it, because that's where their brains are, you know, right, but it's right. so. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I love, I love the community. I mean, I couldn't ask for nicer people. And I, you know, have always, um, am trying to evolve and create new product. And I, you know, made stickers or make stickers now. And, um, but you know, it's just, it's always kind of just testing the market and, and hearing what people, um, think you should make, but also staying true to where you want to go. So, you know, it's, um, it's another, you know, another opportunity or another test. And I think that that's how you evolve and you can never just like sit back. Like if someone's like, I could see it, you doing this, it's like, I want to explore that. And I, (laughs) want to see if I can do that. You know what I mean? But you also have to kind of think, you know, where do you want to be going? And and that goes with anything, you know, I'm just, I'm just using the planning, the, the that planner meeting as an example. So what type of products do you make? So I primarily make um, greeting cards and invitations, personalized invitations. So that's um, the bulk of my business. Uh, and then I make gift products, ceramic mugs, tote bags, um, going back to stationary calendars and just a one philosophies planner, just like a yearly planner. Um, I license, so I license my artwork to companies that make different products. So I license my greeting card designs to recycle paper greetings. And then I also license um, bridal art to a pavilion gift and they make, um, they've made a few different types of products, figurines and jewelry dishes. So I primarily, primarily stick to paper because it's what I know and what I know I can grow in. And then the licensing side of business is where I try to work with companies to make products that I can't do independently. They're just so costly or, um, you know, just the distribution and the inventory of it all. It's, it, I know my strength is in the creative. So I've just decided to grow my business slow and steady and keep it to, you know, me. Um, and just, you know, I, my staff involves my mom who is retired when I get busy, I have a freelance graphic designer. Like I know that everyone says you should, you know, you should grow bigger. You should have staff. And there's so much that goes into running a business that I feel as if I want to just talk about this too, is that you don't have to do what you think is 
how every business should grow. You know, you don't have to be this big box business. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy being small. I have a, like I mentioned, my storefront is a small studio storefront space. So, um, people can come in and, and buy my greeting cards off of, off of spinners here. These are the same greeting cards that go into a few wholesale accounts that I have. You know, I have my website, um, Etsy. I mean, there's so many, I, I do work a lot. I mean, I know because it's, it's primarily just me doing this unless it's like a busy holiday season that, you know, help is always, um, great, but there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, giving somebody a certain number of hours a week that they need. And, and it's just, I just kind of, you know, I, I just, I have to just, um, be grateful that I'm still in business all these years later and that I can, um, you know, pay myself and afford the lifestyle that I have, which is, you know, um, I've always been, um, you know, middle-class girl and that's okay. Like I, you know, if I never hit, you know, the million dollar mark that that's fine for me, I'm, I'm doing what I love to do and I'm doing the best that I can. And I think that people, um, enjoy my art and, um, and I'm grateful for that. So I don't know if that helps any of the listeners too, you know, I mean, uh, especially as what we're doing, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, but we're really only at the end of the day, I feel like competing with ourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's really awesome. I think that's something yeah. we've been talking a lot about with the ladies who have been on the show yes. lately. And that like super theme, your business only has to be as aspirational as you want it to be. Um, like one of our first guests was Allie Edwards and she said, you know, I love having one employee. I don't ever want to grow to where I have to have, you know, I have to manage 20 or 30 people. Like, I love having my um, my one person who, you know, just been my person forever. I wouldn't want to have to manage this person and that person and this person because that's not the type of business I want to run. Right. And, and it's, I, it's, Yeah, exactly. And that's, I know my personality. I've known from being in the years of business I have been and having, you know, occasionally done internship programs or, or when it is busy, you know, having, I am not a manager. I'm not a good, I'm a good manager for myself. I I work hard. I know I put a lot of pressure on myself. And when it comes to managing other people, I'm, I don't think that that's my personality and I just enjoy um, growing through licensing. That's, that's my challenge. If I want to do more products or grow bigger, like, you know, I'm going to approach companies that can help me do that without the overhead of things, everything evolves. Every year, something's different. I learn, I've been learning from, you know, every day you learn something. And and even doing this for as long as I have, I am not an expert. Like I've never, I, I, I you know, people will ask questions and I always say, you know, I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that for you because I, there isn't a set answer to anything in business, especially a creative business because everyone has their own style and every person has a different eye and someone that likes my work um, or doesn't like my work will like someone else's work. You know what I mean? So it's yes. a little, just, you just kind of wake up every day and just think, okay, it's going to be a good day. And if there's any, you know, negative, negative comments or anything bad, you know, it's just, it's one day and it's going to be okay. If you get a no, there's, you're going to get a hundred million no's for every one really good. Yes. Right. And that's sometimes all you need is that one really good yes. Right. Exactly. And the thing is, too, is that what I've learned as well is that, um, you know, that one really good yes feels so much better, too, after a million no's. And, yeah. 
the right yes. You know, it's the person or the company that that sees what you're trying to do. And, you know, especially in the economy and the way that the market is in regards to stationary and gift. I mean, the bottom line is companies need to make money. People are in business to make money. It's like you could have the cutest designs, but, you know, if you're not a big brand that has, you know, is showing that you're in a million stores or you have a million followers, like you might not be the right person or art for them or brand because you can't instantaneously show them that I've impacted a lot of people who have purchased my products and it may not be on my social media numbers, but I know that I have, it sounds so lame, but touched like the hearts of people who have purchased from me because they're my loyal. They've been coming to me for their wedding. And now I've been doing this where they're, you know, they have toddlers or, or, you know, young, young, young children. and, And my business has evolved because I'm making their birthday invitations and their, you know, graduation invitations and things like that. So it's, it's, it, it doesn't mean you're failing at your business. If you're like, you know, have 2000 fans and then a company emails you and is like, we're sorry, we love your art, but you just don't have enough followers yet. And it's like, you know, I mean, and I get that a lot and it's, and it's okay. Like I, I mean, everybody has emotions and feelings invested into their business, especially when it's your own business. It's hard not to be you know, take it as an insult or upset, but you have to just look at it as, you know, their job is to make money for their business. My job is to make money for my business. So that you could, you know, you just have to take it as, okay, I understand. I'm sorry you feel that way. And, you know, I'm working on my numbers, but I have other credentials that I think people would see the value in the art if it were given a chance. But you can't, um, you know, you can't dwell on the nose. It's like, you know, it's a, every no is possibly a maybe. You could turn back around in a year and ask, you know, the same company and their needs might have changed. So, um, again, I'm going on a tangent. But I'm you know, this is not, it's it a is perfect the best tangent. tangent I've ever heard. It is, it is perfect. I think that that's exactly what our listeners need to hear. You know, our big, our big tagline is we're just here to remind you. So to hear a working artist say those words and it reminds people that that's exactly true. Yeah. And just, also, yeah, like, I think that you hit on a really, really, really good point. Um, I was on your website yesterday looking at some of the things, and I absolutely love the wedding seating charts that you make. Oh, thank you. Um, and then, like, you just, um, as you were talking about the different things that you make for like returning clients so like whether it's you know uh baby announcements or then you know um maybe uh whatever net comes next uh kindergarten graduation or a co- first communion if you're a religious family right. loyal customers if you have you know your 1000 fans, your 1,000 customers that love you and are just going to come back to you over and over and over again, those loyal fans, those loyal customers are sometimes so much more valuable than the 1 million followers, than the 100,000 followers, than the people on your, you know, I have a newsletter list of 25,000 people. Right, right. And you know, I'm not, I'm not discrediting that for companies that have that. I mean, I aspire to that. Everyone does. I mean, I wish I had those numbers. Um, I know that I could be spending more time on growing those numbers. I know I should be doing more contests or listening to podcasts about how to do that. Or, you know, I mean, there's a class for everything. And so, um, 
I know it's very, very important, but I also know that looking at, you know, where my business is and how it's growing or, you know, everything, like you said, my website is a bit of a hot mess. I am working on that this summer because my, my thing is, is that I do evolve with my customers. So to kind of make it share that I have, you know, this wedding side, the baby side and not it be, um, you know, cluttered with all this different product. Um, you know, I, I try to keep it not how my mind is, but that's how I work. That's so hard. So it's so hard. It's so hard. And, and that's another aspect of the business. Like, again, I'm, I'm managing a lot and I've just come to kind of terms over the past couple of years with myself as, as like how I am as a person, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I think everyone that is a creative entrepreneur does. You just have these unrealistic expectations sometimes. And social media doesn't help because it's like, I love social media. You can get so many great ideas or just feel supported and like fulfilled that someone like liked your post and things. But also you see the side of, you know, these amazing pictures and these, you know, thousands and thousands of fans. And it's like, it's okay. I, I'm obviously doing something right because I continue to get, get orders and I'm continuing to grow and going back to the whole thing. Like you just have to always take a step back and it's something even like weekly I try to do because there's no way you could do it like daily. Cause you just kind of get caught up in whatever your day is or, you know, good day, bad day. Like some days you just want to go to sleep and your mind is still just thinking about everything. But just at the end of the week, kind of write a list and say, you know, here's what I did. Here's what I didn't do. You know, how am I going to start Monday? Like take, you know, to try to take the weekend to have some time to, for yourself. But I mean, we're always, we're always on, we're always thinking, we always want to do the next big thing for ourselves or, or, you know, finish the project that you said you would for someone because you, you know, want to take on everything, but, um, but you literally can't and, and not in a negative way, but sometimes it's just not worth it. You have to, you have to do what's right for you and like live to, you know, yes. right. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of this theme is popping up and what I think of it as if I were to put a term to it and kind of what it's forming in my brain is that, you know, you're for sure an artist. Your art is for sure valuable. It brings something new and unique, all that. But then there's this culture, which social media has brought in our face of this influencer art, which I think is kind of what you're talking about. It's like, it's, it's, it's this art that when it's like people want to sign on these people that already have the followers, already have the influence, but necessarily that doesn't drive what they're making necessarily. You know what I mean? That doesn't necessarily drive a good artistic or creative product. It just drives right. the audience. So not, not, not to say influ- all influencers don't make art or valuable things. Of course, right. that's not what I'm saying. It's just that, it right, it's that like capitalistic hurry up with the numbers and the flow like the influence culture. is the value yeah right i mean you can't deny that that's what runs you know commerce right now i mean that's it's so great for so many people and they are there's so many people that are influencers and very talented artists it's just that um too with the personalization side of my business that i've created um it's so custom. Like you were saying the seating chart for the weddings. Like I, I illustrate what, you know, people are wearing the day of their weddings with the girls, their bridesmaids will be wearing their hairstyle. Like that, that personal touch is something that, you know, 
is so valuable to people, but it takes time. And then that right. time taken away from just the standard, you know, uh, pick this philosophies and drop it in the mail and that's it. Like there are days where I just say, wow, how could I kind of take a step back and retweak my business so it is more like that, you know? But then it's like, what would make it special if it is just something that's like drop right. shit? You know what I mean? And, right. and I know that I've evolved the way I have because every customer has given me a new idea or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a story to share that they've told someone else that says, oh my gosh, if you work with philosophies, you're working with Joanna. Like, did you know that that girl actually does all the drawings? And if you go to her store, you're going to like sit down with her. Like, and it's nice when people are, you know, come into my shop and they're like, wow, you've done all this art. I thought it was franchised. And I'm like, oh, it's not, but that's a great idea. (laughs) That's like, that'll be my next life because that's probably not going to happen in in this, in in, in this life. But, you know, it's (laughs) It's a very nice, um, you know, compliment. And yeah, like going back to what you're saying, like you you can't compare yourself to anyone else because when you start doing the comparison game, you're not going to get anywhere and you're just going to be really depressed. <laughs> and I don't, I choose to be a happy person. I mean, but we all, we all have days where it's just like, oh my gosh, like, you know what I mean? I mean, um, people always say, I'm so jealous. You get to work for yourself. And it is, it's, an, it's great great to work for yourself, but I have bosses. Every customer I have is, is, is a boss because they're telling me what they want and when they need it by, and they're paying me to do something. Um, but you know, it, everything is, uh, you can, every, anything is, you know, you could compare it that way. Um, but you know, you, you lose the corporate America life of, you know, great benefits or the health insurance. And I don't know, I'm, um, again, spinning this in so many different ways of the questions that we were talking about, but I just want to kind of put it out there that yes, you know, people need to be really, um, really just kinder to themselves, especially as an artist, because I think the arts is the one area of business that people don't value. Like my drawings are simple. I'm not going to underestimate, like simple is hard. It's hard yes. to, you know, but <laughs> And, and that's what I'll get a lot. They're like, she's so, if I'd be a million dollars, I'd be a millionaire, people, for the word cute. Your character Aww. is so cute. And she's so simple. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I just love it. It's, it's just so simple, your art. And I take it as a compliment because you want to sell things that are happy and that are simple. But it is, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And, and sometimes yeah. people don't value your time on something because they perceive it as being so simple. But you want to make your life and art and everything about your business be simple and and happy because nobody wants to buy something that looks hard. <laughs> yeah. So and it can't be translated to all the things that Sophie is translated to. Like I just right. Sophie is exactly how she's supposed to be. <laughs> yes. Sophie is and that's the other thing too. Sophie is supposed to be an every girl. So the reason why it's not called Joanna's philosophies is because when I started right away only the people that know me know that this character weighs heavily on my heart. You know, she's she's me from every aspect of things that, you know, my alter ego of of what I want people to, you know, think about. Be, you know, live a lifestyle that's well balanced, you know, exercise, eat that cookie, do your yoga, but you can't <laughs> do all those things. You know what I mean? It's gonna be there's 
going to be time where you got to just work. <laughs> and that's my girl boss side, you know, and, but you, everybody want, you know, you aspire to have all that balance. And so I want everyone to feel like they're a Sophie when they look at it. The best, the best drawings that I have are the ones that are just the black and white. There's no skin tone, no hair color because yeah. you're not supposed to see anybody. You're supposed to just be that, be that philosophy. I love it. I love it. Which is why you know, the big trend in planners is all these like girls. And I feel like Sophie just fits so well because that's what it is. Like you put these things in your planner and, and on places or on a mug and you want to just so you could be like, that's what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's yeah. so true. It's so good. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't managing philosophies? Yeah. So like in regards to like a different career, you know, I don't know. I just feel like for you've been really at this for 10 years in your own space and, you know, you're slow growthing it and you're successful. And like, you know, you've made appearances at National Stationery Show that people know your work. Like, I just feel like it's so an extension of who you are. Like, could you even imagine doing anything else? Like you're saying, oh, and, you know, followers, isn't that? But like, this is totally your passion. Like, could you even imagine yourself doing something else? I never um, imagined that I would be doing this full time, to be honest. And I think too that I hide behind my character a lot because I, like you said, I go to the stationary show, but it is slow growth. Like I don't, you know, I mean, I really try to put myself out there more. I wouldn't say that I'm an introvert by any means. Like I am, have always been um, an extrovert in regards to like my close family and friends, but I don't really, um, you know, I, I, everyone, you know, needs to network and do things like that. But going back to the question of what else I would be doing, I honestly don't know what else I could do. But, <laughs> right. Uh, when people are like, send me your bio, send me your resume. And it's like, I don't have a resume that would, you know, be like someone else's resume because I've been doing just this, but I know I could, you know, really note that I have, given myself a hell of an education in regards to, you know, um, a business, you know, like what worked, what didn't work and the skills that I have of just, you know, being in the grind, um, day in and day out. And you are so right. Like this, this is me. It's a, it's such a part of me that, um, by default, I just let it snowball out of control. That this was going to be my, <laughs> my, um, my career. And, and I wouldn't have it any other way because I, I do really love it. And I'm so passionate about it that if I didn't do this, I think like I would probably be working with a startup type of company, just trying to help with like creative or marketing or, or just the growth, like just working with a company that um, helps other entrepreneurs grow because I just love that. I love seeing people succeed at what they're passionate about and, um, and being helpful in that way um, with just like experience rather than just everything book knowledge based, because I think that I have just more experience base. You know what I mean? Yeah. From, from the way that I've grown my business. That makes so much sense. I love how you said snow, it kind of snowballed where like it wasn't at the onset, but it just developed organically into what, you're doing with your life and it snowballed into something worthwhile and valuable and beautiful and I just I, that's like so inspiring and encouraging probably to a lot of listeners starting out to me and I think too like a lot of your story is about 
you making the choices for the kind of lifestyle you want to live. And like, I think that is the key when you think about like, I'm an artist and I want to make art and this is how I want my life to feel as well. Like all that influencer art, like you're saying, you're not taking away from that prevalence in our culture or, or the way from the value that that brings as well. But I like realized this year too, like it takes so much gosh darn work to like strive to be influ to be an influencer like you have to like constantly connect and and like it just is a world like you're saying that you know everyone might want but not necessarily is who you are like the responsibilities you want to take on like when I even or you think think you want based right. off of the Instagram highlight right. reel but when you see like the the iceberg concept that we've been talking yeah. about a few times it's like oh you see the tip of it and you're like oh yes. that looks kind of cool from the outside but when like it's like, oh, well, I'm writing 75 emails a day to every single yes. company and you're getting rejection letters. And it's like, well, they want you to do this work for free and they want you to do this work for free and they want you to do this. And like, you have to sell all these things that you don't actually believe in. Right. And it's like, that's not the life that I want. I just want right. this thing that I thought I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have, you know, I've, I have great mentors and people who, you know, tell me all the time, Joanna, you have to start, you should start Snapchatting. You should show your store more. You should do this. You should do that. And it's like so true because I would love to. And, but then my, sometimes I, I am, you know, uh, I get in my own head too, where I'm just like, Oh, I just, you know, I just want to, um, throw up my high ponytail and I'm not big on makeup. Like I'm just like, I'm just yes. Like, to do what I got to do today and, and like but I know it's like those natural things I should just do because it's like who who at the end of the day you're you know you you should always never feel like you have to impress anyone because it's like like you said um if, if even as influencers like yes if you're you know being paid by a company to show the best new foundation or something that requires you to have to you know be looking a certain way to sell a certain product I get that but if you can be an influencer by just being yourself and, and then, uh, the, the side of me that I just am like, I do know that I would like to work on because I feel like I do have a lot to share, but I also do like to kind of hide in my little world and just keep doodling yes. and <laughs> drawing Sophie. Um, yes. and, but, uh, you know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, everyone has, you know, a list of things like that you want to work on, um, but also like, you just got to go back to, you know, at the end of the day, do you, you know, just do it for yourself. You don't, you're not supposed to be, your art will never evolve or people will never want to buy your work if they don't have, if you have an emotion to it. If you stop yeah. like your feelings towards your art and it gets old or you're doing it for the wrong reasons, people will right. spot that. So, um, so yeah, I totally yes. agree, but yes. yes. And I feel like the making has always been the most important part to me. And that's what it sounds like to you, like the making and then the connecting through what you've made. Like if those are the two most important things to you in your work, then the influence will only come third or fourth or fifth. Like I, to right. me, and that's that's what you have to become aware of. Like what is the most important part to you? And when you said too about um, how you feel that you're an extrovert, you don't necessarily feel you're an introvert and like you know networking is important. I totally related to that because I also feel like I, I'm a good extrovert. I, I'm an outgoing person. I can talk to people. But if the networking is not organic, like the networking always had to be organic for me. I could never 
push. I feel like when people prioritize the influencing, the networking becomes super important because you got to be influential and network. with. So then it becomes this inorganic, hurry up, like me, know me. Here's my business card. Like, right. it was never me. <laughs> no, and that's not how I am either. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I enjoy being around other people. It's not bad at all. And I love talking um, about, you know, what I'm working on if somebody asks, but I'm not a very, I'm not super um, great about, you know, I guess tooting my own horn or whatever people say. And that, and that is something where I think in this day and age to rise above certain things, to have opportunities, you have to be that way. It's your business. And like people won't know about it unless you, no one's going to have the passion you have um, to share your work other than you. So I know that that's something that, you know, when given the opportunity, I have to put on the entrepreneur hat, not be Joanna and be like, okay, this is what I do. And this is why I do it. And this is why you should, you know, look into it or buy it because people need to hear that side too, because you won't get where you want to go unless you are the one navigating your success because everybody's on their own path and on their own mission. And, and only like, you know, your mom and dad and your sister and your close family are the ones that are going to be, the, you know what I mean? Like, right. So, and, and so, you know, it's, it's a mix because I, I, I'm there, you know, constantly thinking like, you know, like there's more to do. <laughs> so yeah, there's always more to do, but we only have the same 24 hours. And so, I think one of the biggest jobs we have as creative entrepreneurs is to figure out like not only what we're best at, but like what we're most efficient at. Right. And, like what are we going to be able to move forward with in those 24 hours? Yeah. Like I suck at like Snapchat. I tried downloading. I've, I've literally downloaded the app, deleted the app. <laughs> downloaded the app <laughs> deleted the app at yeah. least like 15 times yeah and i'm like nope no 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 thank right. you yeah like, it's not for me right and so i'm not gonna waste any of the minutes i have in my 24 hours trying to grow my snapchat because i've wasted hours just trying to figure out where to swipe (laughs) and going back to kind of the balancing act of you know is it numbers that you want is it the revenue growth is it you know um connection with customers like interaction with customers and you can you can the thing is too that i try to look at and i'm i'm lucky and to have a storefront i know a lot of people don't have you know don't have that to have the interaction Mm -hmm. every day but for me if I don't see my numbers increase like in a week or whatever, if I'm not seeing the growth on social media, I have to step back and be like, I honestly had an interaction face to face with, you know, five people this week. And like, that's good for me. Those, you know, two out of the five were new, new to me and, and they enjoyed their experience here at my shop. And that's, that's good. You know, it doesn't, you can make a huge impact in your daily life and not put that pressure on you of social media. Like you will never, you're never going to make an impact on social media. Even if you have a million fans, the way that you're going to impact someone on uh, face to face. And so that's, that's what I try to just tell myself is like, you know what? It, 
it doesn't have to come down to a social media number. It's like getting a really nice email after the fact of meeting someone somewhere and they were like, wow, that card that I got after you talked to me about why you drew that, like my, you know, my sister loved that card and, and I was able to tell her how that illustration started because you were there to tell me more about your art and I just thought it was like, a girl sitting on a tree you know what I mean so it's like no there's so much more behind it that you can't share with someone unless you're having like a conversation with them so yeah, that's amazing well that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you so moving from Rochester to the suburbs can you talk a little bit more about that and like what how, yeah. how awesome is it to be able to have a storefront yes so my biggest transition was from Boston to Rochester and then Rochester is not you know a New York City scaled city. It's a beautiful city with, I don't know the exact population, but it's a manageable city. You can, you know, drive it in traffic for 20 minutes. You can get from downtown Rochester to the village of Spencerport. So it's like upstate New York, you know, I'm on the Erie Canal, which is, if anyone knows that 15 miles on the Erie Canal song, that's, you know, where I am. And it was an adjustment in regards to going from like Boston back to Rochester because, um, you know, that's a big city. Yeah. From Rochester to the village of Spencerport, it is in regards to kind of being a little bit off the beaten path of being in a in a downtown environment. But at the same sure. time, it's like I'm I'm from the side of the city that I have my shop in. I grew up in Gates, New York, which is a suburb of, and so I'm like ten minutes from my parents still live in my childhood home. So for me, it's like comfort and knowing that I have a really great community. It's a city with a lot of pride. So people from Rochester love Rochester and they love all the suburbs around it. So as long as I, you know, I engage with people that are in different, you know, suburbs of Rochester, they'll come and visit me. It is a little bit of a drive. Um, but it's, I've been here for so long that it's, you know, it's something that I, um, people just kind of know where I am. And so they'll, they'll make the trip for it if they want a special gift or they'll just, you know, so for me, it, it has had an impact in regards to that feeling of maybe like missing out on what a big city could have offered me. But again, manageability cost, it's, you know, so affordable. I mean, yeah. And that's how I sustain my business. If every month, isn't going to be the month of October, November, December when you're selling Christmas gifts, you know, because people need Christmas gifts, you know, right. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, so it's, so where I am, it's sustainable. It's, um, it's, you know, doesn't make me feel like I'm in over my head because I can be creative and I'm not, um, constantly thinking, Oh my God, how am I going to make rent? Because I'm on, you know, this, the, this like, main street of of you know where where rent would be triple the cost of what I pay so so I just do you know I just focus on I love my little shop I I think it's you know cute I don't I don't mind when people come in and say oh my gosh I, lo I love this little small shop it is small <laughs> thank god I'm 411 you know I'm, I'm a small <laughs> I, you know I fit right in and um and, and it, it just, again, works for me. And I focus also on my website and I'm refocusing on Etsy because that's just like such a international platform that I think that was one thing that I've not focused on in, in many years that I'm trying to refocus my attention on because everybody wants their own website to be amazing. Um, and then you realize that there's so many platforms that you could grow with that are also equally as amazing. <laughs> so Totally. There's uh, so much out there. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, again, going back to that list. 
where, you know, what works for you, where are you having most success, focus your energy on that success, and then you'll get to the next step based on those successes. Yes, you might want to, you know, be doing something else, but you have to tackle what's in front of you that is being, you know, profitable or successful for you before you can jump to that next step because um, you just can't do everything. Yeah, you have to do what's in front of you, and that's slow growth. Right. Yeah. I t a big takeaway from one of our earlier interviews, and this has been a theme. It's just so crazy how, like, these themes pop up. And what I took away was what is doable is so much better than what's possible. And we're always like, cause I feel like that all those possibilities of how I could have, you know, a Snapchat and a Pinterest and, a, and like all the possibilities of social media, all the possibilities of networking, all the possibilities of influence and brands and like the possibilities are what like you're saying, like you can't do them all. Like the fact that they're there then puts pressure on you of like, we'll take advantage or else like, but I think what's doable for you while saying, oh, you know, as long as you can do something, it'll lead to other possibilities that you never thought of. But like, mm -hmm. so I feel that I feel like inf influencer trying, trying to strive to be an influencer is trying to strive to do everything that's possible when right. it's so much better to do things that are doable for you and sustainable for you, like you're saying. And I love that theme. I love that theme. Right. We could get something out to our, our listeners, that theme, bringing home that theme <laughs> is just so important. And then people come and contact you. Yes. Right. I think yeah. you can be an influencer without being an influencer to, you know, half a million people. I think yes. Can, yes. The, yes. Of the course. The way to is an influencer, people will value your, you know, your thought or whatnot or your style or your art or whatever is just by doing what you're good at, not trying to be an influencer because. Right. <laughs> you try to be an influencer is the minute the people are like, wait, what is it exactly that I'm trying to be influenced by, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why are you trying to influence us? Yeah, Whereas right. like before we just thought you were cool and we wanted to do cool things like you. Right. Right. Um, and now you're just trying to like, cause when it, when, when, when you, when it feels like someone is trying to influence you, it automatically feels like they're trying to manipulate you. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to when it's like organic and it's like, oh, I like that person. They're doing cool things. Right. I also want that handbag. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you just, um, I mean, and that's, I think, just from, you know, the daily grind of running a business and things like that is that you always just have to kind of feel as if you're doing the best you can. And um, that's all you can ask for of yourself and, you know, run a business that is is sustainable and making you happy before you know you want to make your customers happy but if you're not happy with what you're doing then you're got to get out of it you got to be in a different business or, or shift because um the, a lot of the times too i was a yes to everything i love saying yes i hated i hated saying no to people but then i was feeling like at the end of the week i was never caught up and i'm like oh my gosh i've you know some projects that are definitely not on the philosophies um, you know, they're not inspirational. They're just the drawing of this character in a way that isn't really representative of where I want the brand to be going. This isn't, this isn't how, this doesn't feel right. It's not sitting right. And now it's like, if something doesn't feel right or, or sit right with me, it's like, you know what, I'm really sorry, but 
I'm unavailable to do that at this time. I'm, I'm really focusing on other things right now or, you know, appreciate you thinking of me for this artwork, but I'm not the right fit for you. And, and it's okay to say no, because if you don't, then you're just not valuing yourself or your time anymore. You know, it's yeah. like that everyone, you know, has the best intentions, but you have to think about, all right, if this is not sitting right, then this is something I don't really want to be working on, <laughs> you yeah. know? So, because then it'll only affect your output. Right. It only affects your output and it also affects your, you know, your daily life because then you're not shutting off the business. I mean, it can, it can run. It, I mean, there's no denying that as a entrepreneur and a solopreneur, you are on call 24 seven, but you're not a doctor and you're just creating art. So it's <laughs> like, you know, you got to shut it down sometimes. And um, I've been with Charlie for 11 years and, and he is like my balance because he will be the first person to be like, Joanna, you cannot, you know, sustain the way that you work. Like people want you to take a break and they'll, they'll be happy that you're taking a break and telling them no, if you're, you know, if you can't do this project because, you know, you're not, you're only hurting yourself. Oh, can I grab this package? He didn't leave it for me. He wa he's walking away. My UPS guy. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> She's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. okay. He left it. We should definitely keep this in the audience. Another package for somebody else. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You told That's me the I, best. Or I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a job that I needed. Yes, you need to make sure you get the packages. Missing the UPS guy is like literally the worst, especially yes. on Friday. Are you kidding? Right. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, no. But he read my sign, so it's all good. Sorry about that. Aww. No, that's totally fine. He's like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. fine. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, but, like, especially as a creative, like, you need to shut off or else that creative, like, it's like the gas on the car. The light turns on and you're like, okay, right. I know that I have, like, this much more creative in me. <laughs> Yes. Before I can get to the, like, point where I will literally stop. Right. And right. I need to fill up again. Yeah. and that's, Or I'm not going to work. Right. And I am definitely a person that loves to work. I mean, it's um, it's just in me. I My parents are hard workers. My dad is, like, just um, – his background is construction and a laborer. And I think I get my work ethic from him and my creative side from my mom. She's a retired teacher. And like, you just work. If there's hours that they want to give you, like growing up, if I had my part-time jobs or I worked at a factory one summer of college, like if there's hours, I'd take them. Like, it's just as how I'm built. I enjoy work. People are like, you are crazy. Like, why would you be at a store at the shop on a Saturday and it's 90 out when you could be like at the beach? And I'm just like, I like being there, <laughs> you know, like, I don't yeah, know. Totally. But, but you do have to, but I do know that, like, as I keep doing this, that the rat race is only with myself, and I've got to stop and enjoy, you know, life, too, because, um, you know, the work's always going to be there, and so that's one thing that I do, and I do know that I struggle with in regards to, like, taking breaks, because I do love what I do, and I, and, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, and even when we take breaks, I mean, like, let's be honest, 
we all have like little notebooks that we're writing down notes on and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's not and like and then I think that's the part about taking breaks that we really like that's why we need to take breaks. Right. Because that's when the actual creative stuff happens again. Like when I'm like oh, no, I don't have time to take a shower. I have all this stuff to do. And then it's like, oh, in the middle of the shower, here's all these new creative <laughs> things that have to happen. Right. That's how I'm going to uh, fix this thing. Here's the, the, the solution to the problem. And it's like, yep. now everything's fixed. Right. It's like that, you know, you're sitting, I am a complete culprit of, you know, office ass and sitting behind the desk for way too long and being like, okay, I need to, move my butt. I need to walk around the block, you know, or, or I just, you know, over the past few months started working out again, where I really fit it into my schedule because it's important. You're right. It's like a mind, a mind game with yourself. You, you always are more creative when you like give yourself that chance to breathe, even with, even under a deadline. So, and I'm a really good 11th hour worker. Like if I, you know, my my most creative self is like the day that something's due. So, um, funny how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, I'm the same way. I'll, I'll do now that my headaches are, are under control. I'll do like 12 hour work days and it's a crazy thing to do. Like it's not what normal people do i understand that <laughs> but right. then i'll go and i'll play video games because it's something that is completely different and it'll make my brain stop doing all of the things that are associated with work right yeah but then while i'm playing the video games i'll get all of the work answers that i need yeah 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 because it's just that you know all of the connections that are being made in your brain while you're doing the work right. are, like, tired or, you know, right. I, I have no idea how the actual, like, right. chemistry no. is working and the synapses <laughs> are firing. No, but there's, but, like, so many studies, and, and I'm trying to remember the author of a book that I read about this uh, a while ago. But, yeah, I mean, there's that's what they say. You, I mean, you need these breaks and you need to take time because it, at a certain point, you're not even being productive anymore. You're just, like, right. green. So... And it's, it's, it just works. Right. And you need to find the things that just work for you. Right. Yeah. Like, well, that's what is, yeah. I, I like have this vivid, one of these vivid memories from college about like literally, I mean, it was, must've been four o'clock in the morning that we were all up studying for our psych one wow. exam. <laughs> oh, and I was just, I had this water bottle in my hand and I was just flipping it back and forth, flipping it back and forth. And I remember going back and filling it up again. And it was just one of those things that I was playing around with my hand. And then at one point, I must have taken the cap off. And literally, I just poured the entire <laughs> thing all over myself. Oh, and no. I was like, well, I if I, it, right, if, if I can't even realize that there's an open bottle of water that I just poured, and I didn't, I started pouring <laughs> it on myself, saw that the water was coming out. And I'm like, I'm looking at the water falling out and still not doing anything about not pouring it. And it's like, well... If I'm watching this water falling out, then clearly I can't possibly be taking in any more of this information. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a good example. Like yeah. you you don't even realize these things are happening. Right. 
Because until they're happening. Work, yeah. And if you could work for 12 plus hours on anything, it means you're doing the right work. It means it doesn't feel like work. It means it's flowing through you correctly. But even still, even still, like, I yeah. think that's, I think that's the thing that happens to us is we don't yeah. realize it's work. Yeah. Because we love it so much. Yes. And, and then it's like hour 12 or 13 and it's like, oh, our brains are like off. Mm-hmm. And I could do more because I want to do more because I want it to grow because I love, love it so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, and then it's it's that I feel it like it's the curse of ambition almost. And like, also, this... we're not like twenty one anymore, and we <laughs> actually need to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's how I feel, and it is the curse of ambition because yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's a good way to put it. Right. If you can just do one more thing, and yeah. then also then one more thing. Yes. Yeah. But proof is in the pudding that also time for you and time for a life makes better work. So you know, we can't we can't deny that. Right. And we have to make time for it. And even though we would want to work, we should still say, well, what could I do recreationally? What can I make space for in my brain that allow that will allow other ideas for how I could better my work come in? Definitely. And recharge. And recharge. And I think that's one of the ways being a crafty-ass female you need to be resourceful for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like managing those resources that we have is is difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or we know we're creative. So we want to always capitalize on being creative and getting the most out of our creativity without realizing that sometimes pulling back from it is the best way to like get ahead on it. I think that's absolutely true. I think that's a great segue into asking Joanna how she is crafty as creative and crafty as resourceful. Okay, so let's see here. Um, I am crafty as creative, I think, uh, like, like thinking outside the box and being very mindful of the work that I'm producing and how I'm, you know, developing out things for philosophies and my budget and, and just being, you know, happy with the work that I'm doing. I think we touched on that before. Um, and then resourceful, I would say, because I am constantly drawing every day, I do do new art and I have a big portfolio of art is kind of taking a step back and looking at it and seeing, you know, how can I use some of this art on a variety of different platforms or, you know, rework with what I have because, um, you know, thinking I, you know, I love creating new because I think it keeps my mind fresh and the line fresh and everything like that. But being resourceful and creative (laughs) is important. Yes. I think it's it's a balancing act of being both and, and that allows you to be kind of crafty. You know what I mean? So yes. uh, I don't know if that answers. It totally Ooh. answers. And one of my favorite things that you do with Sophie, I feel like Sophie is so dynamic. And I feel like you're so creative and resourceful in how you use her. You know her so well now that you're just like, what can I do with her? And like one of my favorite things is like on Instagram when you put her in a real setting. I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> I love that. And I'm just yeah. like, that is 
the key of both of those words. Like you're so in tune with her that you're just like having fun with her now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's the, that's one of the projects that I'm working on is, you know, putting her more in these photos that I've, I've either taken or I reach out to people on Instagram and say, Oh my gosh, you take beautiful photos. Can I just, you know, use this one for my Instagram and you know, people are so kind and be like, totally just give me credit, you know? So um, I think it's something that I'm going to be working on more this summer and just keep reaching out to people or, you know, anyone has great photos or they think of like, oh my gosh, I could totally see, you know, Sophie in this, send it my way because um, I love, that's my side passion is photography. I don't do it as often as I'd like to, but um, most of the photos, you know, I went to California last year for my um, best friend's wedding and all the ones where she's on the beach, I took those and I just love kind of wherever I am just taking photos. And now I'm like, oh, I could, I could use these and, in, you know, in Sophie's world too. So another intertwining weirdness of philosophies, but, um, but it works. I mean, it's just fun. And at the end of the day, it is like, um, it's a creative business and it's like, um, I just love it. And it's, and it's funny when people are like, this is, it's so intertwined and it's like, it's okay because it needs to be, or it wouldn't be fun. Yes. Yes, that's part of how you're so resourceful in my eyes, I think. And that made me think of something maybe we could talk in after chatter, but we'll get to that in a little. Very exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so also we'll conclude this episode with our lightning round, although I must clarify our lightning round sometimes isn't so speedy, <laughs> so okay. that's okay if you want to expand on anything. <laughs> that's perfectly fine, but we'll go through the list of currentlies that people attach to Kristen's currently list that she has put out in the world, and we thought it would be so fun if we went through that list verbally oh. with our guests. So, Joanna, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, so what are you currently watching? My guilty pleasure is The Bachelorette. I don't a lot of TV, but Monday nights, I see what's going on in Becca's world. So, um, that is, I love it. Do you yeah. watch that, Kristen? My sister and my dad are obsessed. When we are like together, us three, they are like in their own little world. Like, did you see this one? Did you see that one? They supposedly went to like Vegas or something this yeah. past? Yeah, went to Vegas. It's so bad. It's like, I, it's, so it's a good show. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's not, it's not a good show because I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> people that love it are obsessed my dad and my sister are two of those people yeah. <laughs> like I know that they were in Vegas because they had a group text with each other about <laughs> so I'm like okay guys enjoy yeah love it I'm sure a lot of our listeners are on board with you oh good good um <laughs> what are you currently reading um I'm reading expand grow thrive so I had um befriended Pete Canaliccio, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, through LinkedIn. He did a TED Talk a few years ago, maybe a couple years ago, about um, how he has grown um, his brands and different companies he's worked on. Um, and he wrote a book called Expand, Grow, Thrive. And I got to meet him at the licensing expo. And so I'm just starting his book. It's about building a great brand and like how you can do that and do it successfully. Um, so I, I'm just starting that and it, he was really great to meet and I want to get through it and, um, you know, write a, write a review about it because it was very, very cool to meet the author. So, so that's what I'm reading. Awesome. And it, it's so good when you have like the book and you know, the person and you yeah. watch his speech and it's like, you get this well-rounded kind of like lesson. 
Right. And the thing is, is that I listened to his TED talk and then I was like, I'm just going to write him and say, wow, you really, you know, you really said like, visualize it. This is what you want to see happen. Put a time to it and then, you know, see, see what you can do about achieving that. And so I, I, when I, um, wrote to him, he wrote back and I thought, wow, that's really kind because, you know, people get a lot of messages and yeah. you know, someone will write back. So I was like, I got to get this book. And then to, um, to meet him while at the show, I thought that's, you know, that's just so great to, to be able to, you know, take someone's time that has done something, you know, has grown brands. So that, you yes. know, that was just very nice. Awesome. We got to check that out. Yeah. What are you currently listening to? So I listen to a variety of things. Sometimes I just even Google podcasts on um, topics like NPR, um, how they how they grew their business. I don't mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Marie, how I built this. How I built this. Thank you. How I built this. Um, uh, Marie Forleo all the time. I mean, she, she's just always putting out content or if I haven't listened to something. Um, catching up on my craftiest female. Um, <laughs> I, I did listen about, um, I did listen to the last one you did, um, about like, I think you know, it was, it was covering a little bit about a couple of the people that, um, just recently, recently lost. And that was sad. And I, you know, yeah. it's relatable about, you know, you just gotta you never know what somebody else is, is going through. And then, yeah. um, from being at the national stationary show, I've been listening to, um, trade show boot camp, even though I don't do, um, I don't showcase that, um, like at a trade show anymore. Um, I actually take my own booth. Um, but I listen to Katie who has trade show boot camp. I like her podcast. They focus on other, um, creative entrepreneurs that have, you know, brands and lines that they're trying to grow. Those so, are awesome. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Good, good mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really good mix. Yeah. I told yeah. on my butt a lot. So I need to yeah. look <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What are you currently making? Um, Currently making summer art. So again, going back to those photos that you've been seeing, I'm trying to make some new ones and just um, design out. Um, I had a really cute line of um, this girl loves different um, things. Like I did a this girl loves Christmas with Sophie and I'm developing out some of my collections and already thinking ahead um, as I bet many people that listen to this are that um, Christmas is, you know, six months away. So I'm making um, my plans for what, you know, what's going to be on my calendar for fall and winter. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. That's a big theme on this show lately, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Christmas in July, everybody. Yes, <laughs> All our artist friends. So fun. What are you currently feeling? I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling positive from this podcast and like just it's good energy. Um, I think I, you know, it's, it's nice to have open conversations like this and, you know, I'm just kind of just going with the flow. I'm feeling good about things and just taking one step at a time, one day at a time. So I appreciate your time with this and I hope whatever I said was helpful to someone. Definitely. It was helpful to us. So yeah, for sure. Fun. Okay. Where are you currently planning? Um, well, I am two things uh, on the fun side of my, my personal life. I'm planning a trip to Colorado. I have a friend who um, eloped and she's having her wedding reception in August. So I'm going to my first, first time traveling to Denver, Colorado. I'm so excited. 
and I've done a lot of work for her and her friends. So it'll be really, um, in, like really fun to meet people in person that I've illustrated for their, for their celebrations. And that's, that's um, really fun. Yeah. So that's going to be, that's like the highlight of my summer and then planning again, going back to my website and just, you know, working on things, just always trying to plan ahead is such a, such a thing that you need to do to make sure you're, you know, staying on top of current trends and being ready for those seasons, like, like Christmas and the holidays. They come so fast. They do. (laughs) And I always feel behind because it's like, we're already a week into summer and I, I haven't even changed over my website for it. So next week you'll probably be seeing Sophie and all these different things that you'd enjoy doing during the summertime. <laughs> I love it. It's so fun. I just, I feel like it just was Christmas. That's me though. Yeah. I feel like, uh, and then before, well, winter like stayed until March, until May. So right. Yes, I guess. But like every specific event of December still feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's 97 degrees out and 4th of July is this week. And I'm just like, but wait, wasn't it just a, it's it's nuts it's nuts but every as old older I get the faster it goes but right that's like what everybody's not new not new in that revelation now we're using quotes that our parents would use yeah oh, God. <laughs> back in my day oh my goodness oh boy what are we current what are you currently loving <laughs> <laughs> no it's good we have we have to get older that's that's you know you're living like you're getting older yeah so, do we have to yeah, it's not. Sophie never seems to age, just <laughs> I know. saying. That's, I know. I'm not, I'll answer what I am loving, but it's funny because <laughs> when people do personalize the personalization side and they're like, you know, over 50 or something, or they're wanting to, uh, the constant thing is like, um, how are you going to make her look her age? <laughs> her face doesn't change. The trademark look of her is that swoop bang, the single lash, and the heart. Like, you always are young at heart. I'm not adding wrinkles. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Funny. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah. But I am loving these longer days. I just love being able to leave uh, the shop and it be still have like, you know, four hours to be out in the sunshine and just go for a run outside or do dinner outside and not feel like it's like dark and, and dreary, which, you know. We don't have the best winters here, so summer, spring and summer and fall, you got to take take it all in and, and just enjoy it. But I am a winter baby, so I do love um, I do love winter. But I'll take all the days of summer that I can enjoy. All the days, me too, all girlfriend. Days too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was amazing. I'm so, so glad good. you decided to come on. I'm so glad you're my friend. I think so oh. much of you. Ditto. Everyone listening, you're gonna find out all the show notes about everything we talked about on the website craftyasfemale.com you'll see all the links to joanna and philosophies and where you can buy her stuff and check out her stuff and all that good stuff yeah and let's uh let's head over to after chatter and talk about whatever secret things amanda has in store for us Uh-oh. oh my gosh because guys honestly after chatter with our summer of special guests has blown me away like everything we've talked about in After Chatter, like I am sad that it isn't attached to the show that everyone can listen. So I hope that you would head over there, 
the $10 is well worth it to listen to these girls just go on a little bit it's longer. It's $5 to listen. Oh, that's it's correct. $10 to watch. To watch. Oh, how cute they are in real so life. Much fun. <laughs> watching is so much fun. Because like, I don't yes. ever clean my room and there's <laughs> uh, crazy yes. wind up. Oh, yeah. There are blankets on your oh my, Amanda has blankets on her couch today. Guys, so I this is what like, she carries is messy. Because I literally start the interview and then realize I missed the check mark of clean up before the interview. Amanda like, has blankets on her couch. It's messy. <laughs> Whereas meanwhile, oh, at least I took the bra off my couch. I have it on. So that's why it's not on my couch. I'm wearing the bra that was on my couch. That's why. Everything else is a complete disaster. But Amanda has blankets on her couch. So we are her, serious her podcasters. This is a serious podcast. <laughs> yeah, so now we're going to head over to our very serious after chatter show which you can come and listen to with our amazing guest, Joanna. 